It's Thursday, June 25th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me today, the one and only Bill Barker. Good to see you. Good to be here. We got a full plate. We've got housing. We've got consumer goods. We're going to dip into the full mailbag. But we're going to start with what was, at one point today, the number one gainer on the S&P 500, and that's Darden Restaurants. Darden is the parent company of Capitol Grill, Longhorn Steakhouse, and of course, Olive Garden. Shares of Darden Restaurants up around 5% because the fourth quarter loss wasn't as bad as analysts were expecting, which is saying something because uh, same-store sales were basically cut in half. Yeah, uh, total sales decreased uh, 43%, uh, same-store sales down 47%, a few more restaurants open uh, open um, as compared to last year. Uh, just across the board, all the brands uh, saw uh, 40 to 70% um, declines in sales, Olive Garden the biggest, and, and declined the least because I guess it's got the most likely uh, takeaway menu. Uh, so, that that helped a little bit. Uh, of course, this was the three months being March, April, May. Uh, this is the report that ended May 31st. Uh, Probably the the three worst months um, for restaurant sales. Uh, so uh, I think that to the degree that the stock is moving up a little bit today, it's uh, relief that uh, some of the guidance for the year ahead is uh, not as bad as as one could fear. I guess. Yeah, and you know, Darden has a portfolio of restaurants. I mentioned a couple of them, but um, you know, I think they have somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe like eight. Eight to ten restaurant brands under their umbrella. Fortunately for Darden and its shareholders, most of them are not what you would consider to be in the fine dining category. Um, Eddie V's, Prime Seafood, Capital Grill, those are in the fine dining category. But the the bulk of this business is just in terms of restaurants. It's Olive Garden and Longhorn Steakhouse. Uh, yeah, they've got a few other brands, uh, some of which I'm a little bit familiar with, others not. Bahama Breeze, Yard House, Cheddar Scratch Kitchen, uh, and Seasons 52. So, like a lot of uh, companies that um, you you think you know, they've got a lot of other elements uh, as part of the part of the recipe here. But as I said before, these were pretty much all. Uh, closer to down 60 or 70 percent for most of them. Um, Olive Garden only down 39 percent. Uh, you know, the, the guidance is probably more important today than they are seeing uh, sales at 70 percent of last year. So, for the, first, for the first quarter of the fiscal year, they're starting their fiscal year right now. Uh, that's always helpful to try to figure out what's going on. Um, and so, they've, they've got, you know, if, if restaurant sales are down 30% uh, for this quarter, that's the kind of guidance uh, that will allow them, they think, to break even. Uh, and market finds that to be uh, good enough. Yeah. And, and just to put an even finer point on it, uh, look, Anyone who's been to a Capital Grill Steakhouse, I mean, that is that's a nice experience. That's a nice night out. That's a place you go to celebrate something. Capital Grill is not a place where you do takeout. You, I mean, sorry, 
you just don't. Um, whereas Olive Garden, Longhorn, Bahama Breed, like these are more conducive to sort of the uh, the takeout, the delivery, that sort of thing. So I, you know, this was as you said at the top. This is sort of uh, the worst the, um, of the year so far that they've been through. So you know, I understand the reasons for optimism behind the stock. Uh, uh, yeah, an additional oh. reason that might be optimistic uh, might turn out to be too optimistic uh, is the guidance that the company expects to open 35 to 40 new restaurants uh, during the year. Uh, and so that's the year started June one. Uh, they're looking at a, enough of a return to normalcy. And, and granted, construction is a type of activity that has been going on um, and is less, uh, at least in in my area, that that seems to be going on fine and and was not really stopped. Uh, that maybe more of a uh, you know necessary enterprise, but. Uh, I'm a little little uh, concerned that that guidance may not be met. Uh, that if uh, pandemic uh, comes back uh, the way this week, uh, things are are turning. Perhaps uh, that that may be a, a hard number to meet, or or to want to meet. Let's move on to housing. Uh, KB Home second quarter profits came in higher than expected. Uh, that's sort of the bright spot. I mean, if you're just looking at that headline, because overall revenue was down, net orders fell 57%, and uh, shares of KB Home down about 11, 12% today. Yeah, the backlog really dried up here. They were able to uh, sell uh, what what they thought they could sell and um, for the the quarter, but as it went along. Uh, Things things went really really badly for for new orders and cancellations. I think the cancellation rates, uh, breaking them down by month uh, for the quarter, uh, their cancellation rates were twenty percent uh, in March, one hundred and fourteen percent in April, and thirty four percent in May. How how do you cancel one hundred and fourteen percent of something? You know, you can get it's a good there, question. But, but it's a pretty bad number. <laughs> that's that's the problem. I want to cancel that one twice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those. You, you never really want to do a whole lot of extrapolation out of um, a single business. You know, sort of within that industry. But you know, one of my thoughts in looking at the numbers for KB Home was sort of like, okay, what. What kind of numbers are we going to see out of Dr. Horton? Uh, you know that sort of thing. So it, it is going to be be interesting to see sort of the extent to which there are ripple effects across the housing industry uh, just because of what we're seeing out of KB Home. Yeah, and it's it's uh, all all housing is local. So you know I think there are going to be some parts uh, of the country that are doing much better than others in terms of continued home orders, um, and and we'll just see which of these companies is better geographically placed than others. Uh, but uh, to, for a comparison, uh, at the end of the quarter, uh, the backlog that is the, the ordered homes that were uh, in some. Um, not canceled, uh, five thousand and eighty compared to nine five thousand nine hundred twenty-seven the year before. So basically, five thousand down from six thousand year over year. That that sort of gives you an idea of of where things stand. So uh, the quarter just completed, not too bad, but that's because that work had been 
uh, undertaken uh, quite a while ago. People were in position. They'd made the payments. They were ready to take their houses. Uh, people are now pulling back on that kind of uh, planning. And, uh, you know, the housing market uh, is, is still moving. Uh, interest rates are great. Uh, so that's supporting this, but uh, there are a lot of people that have got to be more cautious today than they were both three months and 12 months ago. Second quarter profits for McCormick came in much higher than expected, and shares of McCormick up 3 to 4% today, hitting a new all-time high. Uh, somewhere, Jason Moser is smiling. Probably in his house. <laughs> somewhere, you know, if we had to Good guess. guess. <laughs> like where is he? Uh, could be on the golf course. Could be. Nah, he's probably in his house. He's probably in his house. Uh, yeah, people are not eating at Capitol Grill, uh, but they're eating at home. And so McCormick uh, has sold a lot of spices to people who are eating at home uh, in a way that they hadn't planned on doing, uh, and have to revisit the, what spices they need and toss out some of the some of the ones that have been sitting around for a couple of years they haven't picked up for a while and have noticed have expired. Uh, on the other side. The McCormick does uh, a flavor solutions business for industrial uh, makers and, and for the restaurant business. So that got hit uh, quite a bit, but not nearly as much as, as the retail sales improved. So uh, they're hitting an all time high. And, and uh, you know, I think uh, they've got another couple of quarters of probably pretty good sales ahead of them. I would think so, and you know, you you mentioned the the flavor solutions part of the you know sort of the B two B part of McCormick's uh, business, and you know that may be one more reason for optimism for this company. You know, if 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 you assume that at some point, and maybe it's maybe it's twelve months from now, but at some point that returns to where it was before. You know, then then imagine how you know how much better presumably the numbers look. Then the other thing I was thinking about McCormick, and this is something we've talked about in the past relative to sort of the big beverage companies like Coca Cola and Pepsi, and that is the extent to which those you know part of the cost of Pepsi and Coca Cola's business is paying for the shelf space. In grocery stores, they're you know they're paying for sort of the premium real estate, so their products get featured, and that you know that's an investment that pays off for them. McCormick does the same thing, and and I think it is um, money well spent on McCormick's uh, part because anytime I've been in a grocery store, if I'm looking for spices of any kind, McCormick makes it really easy to find their stuff. You know they've got sort of that. That premium end cap, you know, not quite the end cap, but near the end of the aisle, um, they've got the displays. They make it really easy to find what you're looking for. So, uh, you know, again, it's money they're paying out, but it's money well spent. Yeah, uh, and and they don't take up that much shelf space uh, because you're not buying um, sort of Costco-sized uh, purchases of spices, or or at least I'm not. Uh, I mean, yeah, right. And uh, it comes in that easy uh, alphabetical system, usually able to find your spices pretty quickly there. Big fan of the alphabetical system. I think we I all say are. stick with it. If if you're McCormick. <laughs> 
you know, the new guy comes in, the consultants are like, we got a new idea. Let's just go. Let's just go with the really popular ones up at the top. And then, you know, the ones that like the, the celery salt or whatever, nobody's really buying. And like, let's just, I say to McCormick, don't listen to that guy. Stick with the alphabet. Yeah. Our email address is marketfoolery at fool.com. Email from Mark Stenson, who writes, I thought you might like to know that Panera Bread is now doing a promotion where you get free coffee for the rest of the summer through their unlimited coffee subscription service. I've taken advantage of it so far and love it. I think it's a great strategy of bringing people into a routine of going to Panera. Hope you, your family, and everyone at The Motley Fool is staying safe. Uh, likewise, Mark, thank you for that. And, you know, we had talked about earlier in the year, Panera rolling out this monthly subscription service. Uh, to Mark's point, this is this is a way to essentially get people back into that service to say, look, sign up for this service. It's $9 a month, but from, you know, from now until the end of August, we're not going to charge you. And you know, it's. Uh, I think it's a smart move by Panera. Um, you know, when we were talking the other day about uh, uh, Unilever uh, looking to sell off their tea brands and maybe get somewhere in the neighborhood of six billion dollars for that, I'm interested to see if JAB Holding goes through with spinning back out into the public markets some of the coffee brands they have. I don't know that Panera is necessarily going to want to go back to the public market, at least as long as uh, Ron Shake is running that company, because he seems thrilled to just be running a private company once again. Um, but I think it's a smart move by Panera. I mean, it's a smart move for you, because you're going to avail yourself of some of this free coffee. I, I it's It seems to me probably a good move. I, without knowing the numbers, I imagine if enough people used it uh, to just grab some coffee and not buy a bagel along with it, uh, something like that, uh, and then cancel, then, you know, it's, it's a huge cost. But I think you're probably right that, uh, you know, given getting people in and giving them a reason, uh, a daily reason to show up, uh, that's probably, this is probably worth the, uh, worth the effort. You're going to go back to it? Uh, I think I might, uh, in part because this will just get me out of the house, and there's a Panera within walking distance. It's right right across from Full HQ. So, yeah, I could see myself uh, sort of talking myself into this. I think I'm I'm starting to talk myself into it right now. So, um, by the way, I also have to give a, a shout out to uh, Henry Hagnas. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm almost certainly mispronouncing Henry's last name. So I'm sorry, Henry, but. Um, uh, he pinged me on Twitter with the latest scientific study on the health benefits of coffee. This is a joint effort of the University of Dusseldorf in Germany and the West German Center of Diabetes and Health. And the money quote in the abstract of this study uh, is, we argue here that coffee as a plant food has similar beneficial properties to many vegetables and fruits. And look, they're the scientists, you and I are not scientists, but I feel like we've made similar arguments, even if we haven't compared them directly, compared coffee directly to fruits and vegetables. But look, they're the scientists, they're the ones coming out and say, look, this is this is basically, you know, say what you want about V8 juice and all the vitamins you're going to get from V8 juice. Uh, why not just have a hot cup of coffee? It's basically the same thing. 
yeah, and we always do want to emphasize because there is a lot of confusion out there. Are we scientists? No. <laughs> We are not scientists, uh, so taking health advice from us is, uh, you know, at your own risk. Uh, however, we do like to compile the uh, the work of the all the great scientists out there, and uh, especially the ones that uh, promote the health benefits of coffee. Because if if they're all wrong, we're in trouble. You and me. If, oh, if yeah, coffee no. in any way is bad for you. If it, in fact, even if it's just neutral for you, I'm probably in trouble. But if it's actually coffee is a fruit, I mean that's that's if that's what they discovered in this survey, then I you know I quit. But it's it's that's what the uh, you know that's that's it's not really uh, it's a fruit extract. That's what coffee is, right? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, man. No, again, we're not scientists. All we know is what we read on the internet. We, we don't have labs. We don't have labs, but you know, they've got labs at uh, the University of Dusseldorf. They've oh, got yeah. them at Harvard. They've got them at Stanford. I mean, just add this study to the pile of studies that have come out over the past decade on the various health benefits of coffee. So, uh, so thank you to Henry for that. Uh, uh, Bill, yeah, keep them coming because we, we like to promote all them and any place yeah. that's uh, pr- uh, giving away free coffee. We also, because the, the work of Panera, as we were talking about earlier, Panera giving everybody free coffee, are they on the same level with, say, a, a Jonas Salk? Uh, maybe, maybe not the same level, probably like a notch or two below that, but who's you know, to know? I'm open it to depends arguments. how much free coffee they move. The benefits for society are almost incalculable. That seems as good a place as any to wrap up. Bill Barker, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Monday. Monday.